Ready to explore the psych behind your style? Get ready to dive in and explore topics of self-development and confidence in personal style so we can feel liberated, in control, and confident in our style, body, and life. I'm your personal style mentor and confidence coach and host, Yolandi Hamilton. Welcome to Intentional Style. Hello, my darlings. Welcome back to a new episode. This week, we're talking about how to be a style narcissist. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode at the end when I invited you to listen this week, I mentioned narcissism is no joke. I want to open with some statistics, information, and a little story about a person I was rather close to that I highly suspect is a narcissist, or at least uh, heavily leans towards narcissistic tendencies. So it's important to remember that this is a mental condition and it is clinically diagnosable by a licensed medical professional. Roughly one out of every 200 people has uh, NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Um, it is classified in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual. And this number is speculated on because in order to be diagnosed, uh, one has to admit that there are problems that are interfering in their life and they need to go in for treatment. But um, as we'll talk about and you'll hear, someone who is a narcissist may not even believe that they have a problem. And so they go undiagnosed because it's extremely difficult for them to even admit that there's a problem. Another interesting fact, it's also more prevalent in men. My story, uh, the person that I was rather close to, who I suspect is a narcissist, was um, charming at first, uh, quite friendly, uh, exposed some vulnerabilities or what I perceived to be vulnerabilities, and proceeded to escalate the nature of the relationship to a point where uh, it was difficult to believe what they said. They constantly played the victim and uh, would not allow certain people around. There was also a consistent um, external seeking behavior. Nothing that was done uh, could be celebrated unless others were celebrating their accomplishments as well. So if, for example, I had done something and I was very proud of the work that I had done, my accomplishment was minimized to talk about something they did that may or may not have been related or similar, but it was all about making them the most important person in the room all of the time. But there are a few things that I learned from being around this person, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. I learned that there are a couple of aspects of the narcissist's personality that are kind of necessary for improving your style. Of course, in a mild form, nothing um, extreme here. There are also a couple that commonly show up in us uh, that are not useful to us, and you can do without these. So we're going to talk about those too. Um, there are nine signs or symptoms uh, of narcissism that are accepted. Um, these symptoms are also called core features um, of the narcissistic personality disorder, NPD. Um, and we're not going to talk about all of them, 
Um, we're only going to talk about four of them, the two that you can do with and the two that you can do without. Uh, so those four are grandiosity, lack of empathy, chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom, and difficulty with attachments and dependencies. So first, let's talk about what you can do without. The two things you can do without are the difficulties with attachments and dependencies and the chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. When it comes to the difficulty with attachment and dependency, a true narcissist uh, constantly relies on feedback from those around them in the environment, the relationships. And those relationships that they have only are there for them to feel better about themselves, to create this self-image that's all positive, it's all good, and they don't go beyond anything surface level. Um, intimacy is pretty much avoided. Uh, and if there is any intimacy, it's probably false. Uh, it's more of a tactic to gain your trust so that you can um, you know, feel bad for them, give them attention, and support them, you know, make them feel better about themselves, which is like the person I knew where playing the victim comes in. They'll open up and tell you all about this, you know, horrible thing that happened to them, and you immediately bond with them, and you feel, you know, like you want to be their friend, and you want to support them, and, you know, tell them that they couldn't do wrong. And this is one thing that we can do without in terms of style development. The piece that's most important out of this for us in terms of style development is consistently depending on others for feedback. So that part of the attachment and dependency and relying on others is not something that's going to help you develop your own sense of style. Uh, when you're depending on others for feedback on the way that you look or you're seeking compliments, those types of behaviors are a surefire way to set up a cycle of self-esteem killing actions. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that instead of dressing for yourself, instead of dressing for what you like, you're constantly seeking to, quote, dress to impress and are always looking for something new, something better. There's always something that can improve the way I look. And what you're looking for is constantly outside. It's not inside. And then when you can't measure up, you feel like a failure. And then on the other times you feel like a failure, it's because you've decided that you just want to dress down. Maybe you want to wear something super casual and you didn't take your outfit to this super styled Instagram level. And so you feel like you're letting someone down because if you normally get a compliment and then you didn't when you decided to pull it back, you're relying on that external feedback to know that you're doing a good job rather than looking in the mirror and saying, I like what I'm wearing today. I'm doing a good job. You need someone outside of you to say that. So that is one thing that we can do without is the attachment uh, to the opinions of those around us. The second part of this that we can do without is the chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. Now, a true narcissist in this respect, when they don't get the attention they want, they don't get the praise uh, that they're looking for, they start to feel empty. They feel uh, bored, restless, maybe even depressed. And it's because they're not the center of attention. And in terms of style, the same thing can happen. And it's not that we're doing it on purpose, but 
like I mentioned with the previous part, we kind of get addicted to all of those compliments. And when we don't get that attention, we don't get that praise, we feel empty. And so it sets up a feedback loop of feel empty, seek the compliment, feel empty, seek the compliment, feel empty, seek the compliment. And it just goes round and round and round. uh, And there's really (laughs) no good solution to getting out of this other than getting to know yourself. And that's what this really stems from is a lack of self-concept in terms of your personal style. Maybe you were a chronic tester and you're always trying things out, but this is actually pointing to the larger problem of you not having that defined style, that defined set of um, aesthetic preferences, and you're feeling like you're always missing something. Uh, So I like to uh, use the analogy here of standing in the food court. You're surrounded by options for lunch, but you don't eat. You've got tacos, you've got burgers, you've got sushi, you've got uh, ice cream, you've got smoothies. And even though you're leaning towards getting tacos, they smell really good. You know, the vegetables look really fresh. Everything looks really great. You decide not to eat at all because the burgers also look really good and you might like burgers better. So I'm just not going to eat. You're literally left empty on an empty stomach and you're still searching. You continue wandering the food court. You look at all the restaurants, you look at all the food options, and eventually you just walk away hungry. And that's what happens when you're constantly seeking validation from the outside. You get these feelings of emptiness. You get these feelings of boredom with your style. So you continue to shop. You continue to seek compliments. And it's not a habit that serves you to develop your style. It's a crutch to keep you from focusing on the fact that you don't have a really defined self-concept. So now let's talk about the two that you can use from a narcissistic personality. First is grandiosity. In a true narcissist, this shows itself as an exaggerated sense of self-importance, feeling superior, uh, like they deserve special treatment and they're more important. And this tends to go hand in hand with, and while you're not in their head, so you don't know, um, you can probably tell more by their actions than anything they actually say, but um, that they're super successful, that they're just brilliant. You know, they're the most handsome or beautiful person you've ever seen. They're Everybody loves them. They're just the cream of the crop, the top of the top, the A of the A-list. They're everything good in this world and then some. With this, it's important that you think you're important. Now, this isn't a selfish, everything is about me as a true narcissist would be. This is just knowing that, that you are important. What it boils down to is that you have to think you're important if you want to feel good about the way that you look and your personal style, or you won't take the necessary steps that get you to your ideal. You won't make the decisions that get you closer to the ideal style that you're after. And putting yourself first, like I said, is not selfish. If you don't believe you're important, you'll always prioritize something else. You won't put yourself first. It could be planning your next business quarter. It could be dishes. It could be laundry. Maybe it's responding to comments on your social channels. Maybe the kids are looking for snacks. And then you realize, I'm out of groceries. I need to go shopping. The list can literally be endless. And if you don't take all of the to-dos, sort them out, and go, I am first. 
I must fill up my cup. If I don't fill my cup, I am going to burn out and nobody's cup will be filled. If you don't put yourself first and fill up your cup, you can't fill any of the others. You can't take care of the kids. You can't have the energy to plan your next business quarter. The dishes will go undone. The laundry goes undone. And you continue feeling like a big sack of duty. And that's not what we want. That is not what we're after. So I want you to take this personality trait of the narcissist and give yourself a sense of importance. You should feel important and you do deserve some special treatment. You are hardworking. You're a good person. You do so much for so many others. It is okay to do some things for yourself. So that's what I want you to take from this trait of narcissism is make yourself important. Now, the other one is lack of empathy. With a narcissist, this is really kind of completely um, absent. There's really no care for how others feel or how others, um, what their needs are. And this isn't like your neighbor, Billy, just, you know, cut his thumb and you're like, okay, so what? Like, this is your mom falling down a flight of stairs and breaking a hip. Like, they're just like, yeah, so what? Um, they just don't care. How you can use this is stop caring about others. And now what I mean by that is not to stop caring literally about everybody, but stop caring about their opinions when it comes to the way that you like to dress. So I used to be questioned every day about why I was so dressed up all the time. Now, I don't personally think that I'm super dressed up. Granted, I am more comfortable in skirts and dresses than I am in pants. I hate pants. I only wear them in winter because they fully cover my legs and keep me warm. And beyond that, if you catch me in pants, it's a very rare thing. But um, I would dress up all the time and they would ask, oh, what are you so dressed up for? And I had no reason. It was just how I dressed. That's just the level that I dressed to. And it was who I was. And I still am. I, I haven't changed my habits, by the way, just because I'm home working by myself. Uh, I do it for me. And that's the point. I could tell in those situations when they would say, why are you so dressed up? They were asking, why aren't you dressed down like the rest of us? Because you look great. You're making us uncomfortable. And they didn't have to say that outright. I could tell by the way they said, why are you so dressed up? They felt like I didn't fit and that was jarring to them in their environment. So they called me out on it. And really, it wasn't a me thing. It's a them thing. That's their work they need to work through. I have nothing to do with it. But I knew that that was how I needed to dress for me in order to feel my best. So you can't care a lot about what others think of your look and of the way you look if you want to stay true to yourself. Because you'll always be striving to match some external ideal rather than create your own ideal. And that's why it's important to make sure that you know who you are and what you want. Going back to the food court example, if you walked into the food court and you saw all those options I previously mentioned, the tacos, the burgers, the sushi, the ice cream, the smoothies, and you said, well, I'm not eating meat uh, because it's Monday. It's my meatless Monday. So I won't be eating tacos or burgers or sushi. And I would really like some fruits and vegetables in my diet today. I want some extras. I'm going to go get the smoothie. And while granted, ice cream can have fruits and or vegetables in it, what you wanted between the two was the smoothies. You had a definite ideal of who you were, what you were looking for, 
And so you went for it and there was no shame in it. And even if people you were with said, oh, you're going to have a smoothie for lunch, that's it. You were fine with it because you knew what you wanted. And just like when people questioned me, why am I so dressed up? I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed and I didn't care what they had to say. So I didn't waste my empathy on a situation like that and feeling bad that I looked the way that I did or that I was dressed the way that I was. So just to recap here, please take narcissism seriously. Don't go out there and uh, be a narcissist completely. But do take these lessons that the personality traits of a narcissist and use them for purposes that are going to help you grow and help you move along your style journey. So don't become attached to people's opinions. Don't become attached to that feeling of emptiness and seeking the reward of those external validations and those compliments. Do make yourself important. Do prioritize your needs and do care about what you want instead of what others want. Join me next time when we talk about everyday style trauma. So I want to ask, have you considered the fact that everyone experiences traumatic events and experiences traumatic events related to personal image and self-concept? This next episode is going to discuss all the ways in which we are traumatized and probably don't even know it. So till then, mind your style. Bye. Love feeling lifted and getting real answers to your style and confidence conundrums? Connect with me via Instabook at Hamilton Styling. And yes, that's Instagram and Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, get exclusive weekly live sessions and free masterclasses in my group, Thoughtful Style. You can find that at facebook.com slash group slash Thoughtful Style. And remember... Be sure to sign up for access to the Style Library, chock full of free downloads to help you navigate all the style changes you want to make.